This is The Surprising Things I Actually Learned While Being an Intern, written and narrated by me, Christina Fenner. Seven years ago, I interned at a photo studio in order to meet my internship credit required to graduate from my bachelor's program in college. At the time, CFP was still a young business, but was also gaining notoriety at a rapid pace. I must have ate my Wheaties for breakfast that year because that was a year of massive growth, and I was so excited to intern for, and at the time, pretty baller photo studio. Of course, being young and dumb, I assumed that I would be right on set, getting to shadow and learn from the company that I had hoped to one day emulate, soaking all that shit up like a sponge. And when I wasn't exactly licking envelopes instead, it sure felt like it. However, it did teach me some of the most valuable lessons that I still reflect on to this day. I'll start off by saying that my status as an intern was a little different than most in this situation. I had made a name for myself in the photo world, and my online presence was arguably stronger back then versus now. That being said, during my intern interview, there was a conversation made about not mentioning CFP or potentially steering clients in a different direction. I heard them loud and clear. This is their business. I'm here to service and help them, not myself. Got it, and I totally respected and anticipated that. I was not offended, and to be a little honest, it was kind of a nice ego stroke to be acknowledged and to be recognized by a successful photographer that I admired. Looking back now, I do believe that they saw the potential, talent, and new age of photography marketing that I was trailblazing at the time. And as any good business owner would, it was in their best interest to keep that at bay. Okay, full disclosure, I almost deleted that trailblazing part because it kind of sounded like I was bragging. But screw it, it's the freaking truth. I own it and I'm proud of my success. Lesson number one, if you're blessed with the opportunity to have a decade of valuable lessons, hard truths, and epic fails to share with the world, then do so and do it unapologetically. All right, so I want to make this abundantly clear before I get into all this. I have nothing but respect and uplift for other photographers in studios. And my intention is never to badmouth or bring anyone down. I truly believe that experience is the best and most honest teacher there is. So therefore, these are accounts of my personal experience over seven years ago. Some of you might even be surprised to hear that I ever even interned at a studio in the first place. And that's probably because I've never felt the need or reason to talk about it. I'm choosing to leave out specifics and any distinguishing details for the simple fact that it doesn't really matter. What matters are the valuable lessons and important takeaways from this experience that I hope will benefit and provide you with the opportunity of growth. This was my first experience with a studio who primarily focused on making a profit from print products versus digitals on USB. I had always, and still do, deliver my clients with digital images. So this concept was intriguing to me. I remember thinking, oh shit, I am definitely missing out on something here. However, the reality of the situation has stuck with me ever since. Personally, I'm not a fan of marking up print products in order to account and accommodate for the price of labor and time. This studio at the time charged a fraction for what I did for a session fee 
and then hiked up the prices on the print products afterwards. Okay, let's be clear. This is not totally uncommon. It's not illegal or a scam. It's just a different way of generating profit. There are many studios who adopt this model, and that's completely fine. Just because something works for them doesn't mean it'll always work for you. However, what really didn't sit well with me was the fact that sometimes the clients had no idea how much the print products actually cost until they came back a week later to their viewing and ordering session. I remember feeling so incredibly awkward and cringy sitting in the room as the client gazed over the pricing list. They had paid a very small session fee, came back a week later, viewed these gorgeous images, and then were given a list of numbers with a lot of commas in it, and then put on the spot to place an order. And that was when I decided with absolute certainty that I would always have an exact number or cost listed in black and white for all to see before they ever even set up a session. I took away how I personally felt, somebody who wasn't even being asked to pay a dime, and I put that into my own business. When someone sees that a wedding costs X amount on my website, they pay X amount, period. If there's a travel fee or other accommodation needs, there's the amount up front. No small text, no, oh, but wait, there's more. None of it. I don't have time for it and neither does my conscience. Trust me, I 100% believe that a photographer's time, overhead cost, and profit absolutely need to be accounted for and reflected in their pricing. But it's okay to market it that way. It's okay to put a high price on your time, skill, and effort. And if you're one of those people from the dark ages that still says shit like, it shouldn't cost that much to click a button all day, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever offer print products. No, not at all. I know many studios who have adopted the print product method and do a phenomenal job for both themselves and their clients. And I also want to make it very clear that I have never thought or felt like this studio was trying to pull a fast one or had any ill intentions whatsoever. I do believe that it would have served them better if the marketing of their products and pricing structure were presented in a different manner to their clients. Because if little Christina felt cringy at the time, I'm sure others, including their clients, did as well. Which brings us to lesson number two. Think about your pricing and profit structure. Be strategic and intentional, but leave absolutely no room for potential scammy or awkward feelings. No matter what business you're in, clients, and humankind in general, appreciate knowing what to expect and what to plan for financially. I know that there are some that are afraid that one large number might scare off potential customers, but in my experience, that has never been the case. And remember, we are not in the bait and switch market. The next lesson I learned during my internship journey was more about myself rather than anyone or anything else. I learned that I really hated feeling confined and that it heavily negatively impacted my effectiveness on the job. I hated feeling trapped and scrambling to just find busy work, which I know is 99% of an intern's job in the first place. What was worse was being at a photo session and dying inside with recommendations, ideas, and poses that I felt that they should do. 
There were so many sessions at beautiful locations that I felt were heavily underutilized. But thankfully, I was socially aware enough back then to know my place and to keep my mouth shut. I'm sure being the intern with the big mouth would not have been a great look for me. And after all, I did need this internship credit to graduate. I didn't like the simple fact that I really didn't have much to do. And being bored is not something I'm very good at. I've learned that I have two modes, work my ass off or sit on my ass. And there is rarely ever anything in between. And to be honest with you, most times I kind of found myself working, kind of found myself sitting on my ass and found myself doing a whole lot of clock watching. I remember feeling like this was wasting my time and I had a business to run. I had so much other work that I had and actually wanted to do. And that was when I knew without a doubt that I wanted to work for myself. As I read this back to myself, It sounds a bit like I was a lazy, entitled, little millennial shit who thought she was too good for intern work. Hear me loud and clear when I say this. There is a difference between being lazy and feeling unmotivated because you know your path lies in a different direction. And I know now that it was the latter. When I was younger, I can definitely see how this might have come off as entitlement, but I have always been thankful for the clear and distinct direction that I knew I had to be on. At the time, I didn't know exactly where CFP was going, but I knew that it was going somewhere, and everything else that didn't exactly align with that felt like a waste of time. Okay, so some of you are probably thinking, wait, Christina, don't you have a real job right now? And yes, I totally do. I teach up at a local college, and I do in fact have a boss. And so that's why adjunct teaching has been the perfect fit for me, and something I actually enjoy. During class time, I'm actively working, teaching, lecturing, and actually doing something. My work time consists of when I actually have work to do. I'm not lazy, and I don't mind working or having a boss. But I do like to be efficient and smart with my time. And that is exactly the trait that has helped me excel in my business and work life. Lesson three, get clear on how you work and perform best. I do believe that one of the biggest factors that holds us back from pursuing our big ideas is that we think that we must adhere to the norm and we're afraid that we'll sound like an entitled diva if we whisper any different. If you choose to work for yourself, then make your business work for you so you can work for it. Listen to that again. Make your business work for you so you can work for it. Know and respect yourself enough not to set unobtainable or unsustainable expectations or parameters. Determine what factors lead to your best working self and put them in place right away. The goal is to always produce your best work, and the first step to doing so is putting these exact factors in place. After all, you're working for yourself in order to work for yourself. Listen, I am not shy about saying that I am not your 9-to-5 gal. And I actually used to have a lot of insecurity about that, in fear that others would believe that I was lazy and entitled. Sound familiar? I know that I work best in the morning, when I can be totally alone, in silence, and in small spurts. And I have no shame in saying that my workday is usually done around 2pm. I know when and how I produce my best work. And frankly, I don't give a shit what others think about that anymore. And I encourage you to do the same. 
The last story that I want to share about my time interning is about the one time that I was asked to actually take pictures at a big session event. I'll keep this brief in order to avoid giving away any details, but I was paired up with a girl, took her photos, and really actually enjoyed my time with her. And this past year, I actually photographed her wedding. I hadn't seen or heard from her in years, but I instantly remembered her when I saw her at a local bridal show. It was a beautiful wedding, and I felt so honored to have been hired. And I'll be honest when I say that my ego also felt a slight twinge of justice, because seven years prior, when I took her photos for the first time, I was given absolutely no credit for my hard work. I know, I know, back to the entitled thing. But I knew that it was not common for an intern to take photos or to do the job that was being asked of me. What initially felt like a huge compliment from somebody that I admired quickly then felt like a huge slap in the face. It hurt me deeply. And that is exactly why now I highly credit and acknowledge my team, their hard work, and their beautiful photos. Yes, all of our photos fall under the CFP name. But make no mistake, I am the first to give credit where credit is so abundantly due. And this story brings me to lesson four and five. Lesson four, you are nothing without your team and support system. Harsh, maybe, but very true. There is absolutely no way that I would have been able to withstand a decade in this industry without my team, without my family, and without my support system. All of it. Stay grateful, stay humble, and appreciative. And you'd be surprised what a little tag on Instagram does for somebody. Lift others up, empower your team, and then remember, there's nothing wrong with stroking their ego a little bit. To be very honest, I'm actually appalled at the lack of acknowledgement that some other photographers have for their second or associate photographers. I'm a part of quite a few photographer Facebook groups, and it makes me cringe every time I see beautiful work miscredited. Sure, they tag all the other vendors from the wedding, like the DJ and the caterer, but what about that vendor who helped you succeed? Please remember that. Lesson five, connections, connections, connections. So sure, maybe this girl would have booked me for her wedding regardless if we had met many years prior. Maybe not. However, I can assure you that if she had met me back then, during my intern days, and I was not pleasant to work with, or I wasn't a kind person, she definitely would not have booked me for her wedding years later. Do not dismiss people regardless of the role or status that you or they are in at the time. This is especially important in the North Country. I know, I know, you've heard it before. Everyone knows everyone. And everyone talks. I actually credit a good amount of the longevity of my success to my people skills, to the fact that I am a nice and enjoyable person to work with regardless of the circumstance, status, or situation. Remember, when you're in business, you're not in the business of business. You're actually in the business of people, connections, and relationships. And sadly, this is so quickly forgotten. To wrap this up, let's think about Lauren Conrad, or LC from The Hills. She was an intern and, from what the show portrayed, used her experience to skyrocket her own success. She went from steaming dresses to designing them, 
And while I know that's not always the norm, I encourage you to remember that an internship often provides you with a unique opportunity for an unfiltered look and often brutally honest possibility to learn all kinds of shit. So take advantage of that. Even if most of it isn't exactly what you expected to learn or feels like a waste of time. For myself, most of what I learned provided me with a clear distinction of what I did not want for myself or for my business. But either way, I'm grateful for those lessons and I'm grateful for the opportunity to experience it firsthand. I've said it before, but always take full advantage of any and all learning opportunities. Because even if they don't serve you when and how you initially expected, I firmly believe that all experience can lend a lesson. Cheering you on from the Hills Rerun Marathon, Christina.